loves the, who loves the start of the year? I love, I love January. Start setting goals. Year 16, 2016's behind. Anything that had anything to do with that? You feel positive about the future. Everything's bright. I love 2016. Next Sunday, as um, Nick mentioned, is uh, the Dreams Anointing Service. Encourage you to be here for that. We'll have some things, uh, some paper things there you can write down uh, what you're believing for, what you're dreaming for in 2017. You know, it's a really good thing, and the Bible encourages us to bring our dreams before God. The steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord. Uh, there's many scriptures throughout Proverbs that say to to bring our desires, our dreams, um, our hopes uh, to God and then listen to Him as He directs us around which is the best path to fulfill not only our dreams and desires but His dreams and desires for us, which is why we have on one side the things I want to see happen and the, the things I'm believing for and asking God for, but then on the other side, you know, Jesus is not Santa Claus. It's not just a list of, a wish list like at Amazon I've got this wish list of things I want to get. It's like, what am I going to do for God in 2017? What am I believing for? Because God calls us to a walk of faith. And faith is about stepping out of the known into the unknown. And if we're going to experience God at the levels that He wants and desires us to experience Him, then we find that in the faith zone when we step out. And so my message today is called The Place Between Two Places. Everyone say, The Place. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 31, there's a scripture in here uh, describing Abraham. Abraham was a character in the Old Testament. And uh, it says here, Terah, who was Abraham's father, it says, Terah took his son Abram, uh, his name's Abram, then they, anyway, I won't go into all that, but his name gets changed later on. His grandson, uh, his grandson Lot and his daughter-in-law Sarah, whose also name gets changed later to Sarah, but that's another story, another message the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur, Ur was where they were, of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. Ur was where God met Abraham. It's where he discovered God. It's where he had an encounter with God. Where he, in our, uh, an analogy of our salvation, when Christ comes into our life, that's the Ur of the Chaldeans. That's where he finds us. God came to Abraham in Ur, and it says there, um, so, and then God called them out of Ur to go to the promised land, to go to Canaan, which is again symbolic of our life. God does not want us to stay in the place that He finds us. He finds us in a place, and then He calls us out of that place to go to another place. Now, that may not be a geographical place. It could be a, a paradigm shift. It could be the things He desires for us. It could be our attitudes, our, our belief systems, the way we're living our life. He calls us out of that place to go to another place, the promised land, which in the Old Testament is, is Canaan. Are you with me? Yeah. Listen to this last verse. But when they came to Haran, so they're on their way, they've come out of Ur, they've stepped out, and oftentimes in our Christian walk, we come out of Ur, God calls us out, we start changing the way we're living, we stop doing some stuff we were doing, we start doing some stuff we weren't doing, we're, we're walking towards this place that God calls us to, uh, to do certain things, to live in certain ways, to make a difference with our life, to live a life of significance and value and purpose, 
So we, we go, right, I'm out of here. I want to go towards this place that God's calling me to. And so we start walking towards the promised land, that, that place that God is calling us into. And then it says, but when they came to Haran, they settled there. One of the temptations that comes to us as believers in our journey, which the Bible uh, often symbolizes the Christian, Christian walk, the Christian life, it's a journey. You start in one place, you're heading towards another place. And the Bible often uh, talks about uh, this journey. And in, in this walk, in this journey, one of the temptations is to, be, to get satisfied or to settle on a place along the journey. So you've left, you're not living the way you used to live and you're not doing the things you used to do and, and you've set out from that place and you're following Christ. But on the journey of following Christ and walking with God towards the place He's called us, one of the temptations is that we get to a certain place and we go, you know what? This is enough. I'm happy here. The place is called Haran. Now, this is Abraham. This is, the Bible calls him the father of faith, the friend of God. And yet he was tempted and succumbed for a period to settle in this place called Haran. The, the word Haran in the original language in the Hebrew of the Old Testament actually means to sit or to sit down to be set or to remain or to stay. And oftentimes as believers in our journey, for different reasons, not always the same reason, but we just, we sit down or we just settle. We go, you know what, this is enough. I've gone far enough. I may not be where God wants me to be, but I'm not where I used to be. I've settled in Haran. Now, if Abraham can be tempted and succumb for a period in his journey with God, and he's the father of faith, he's the friend of God, then obviously we also can at times settle in Haran. And my question to you this morning is, when you look at your own life, your journey with God, do you feel like maybe, just maybe you've settled when it comes to certain things that God's asked you to do or certain changes that God's asked you to fulfill or, or uh, your journey that God is calling you towards, that maybe you've, you might have settled in Haran. In 2017, I want 2017 to be the best year that you've ever had. And the only way that that's going to happen is if we become uncomfortable with where we are enough to leave this place and to head on again towards Canaan, the promised land that God has for us. The only way you're going to leave that place is if you get uncomfortable because they got comfortable in Haran. Uh, the journey from earth, that place where he saved him. So have, have you been, a, a question for you. Have you been tempted to settle for second best? Second best in certain areas of your life where you, there's something you really wanted, but for whatever reasons right now, you're going, you know what, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't think I'm ever going to get there. I don't think I can ever do that. And so this is enough. This is good enough for me. I want to challenge you this morning. I want to encourage you this morning. 
to let you know that God says, no, there is always a way. All things work together for good for those that love God. And if God called you to a certain place to do a certain thing or to live a certain way, He will empower you to get there. He will empower you to make it. He will give you the strength to get all the way. I want to encourage you this morning in 2017 to think, what can I do in 2017? What changes can I make in 2017? Maybe areas where we've just settled, we've gone, you know what, this is okay, I've, I've done enough, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've, got, I've come far enough, and to go, you know what, but I'm not all the way there yet. To get up again, to pick up your stuff again, and you know what, I'm going to keep moving in this area of my life to see that promise of God coming to pass. It could be in your marriage, in your relationship, in your job, in your own attitudes or characteristics or personality, different areas that you want to see change, you want to see improve or you want to see grow. Um, sometimes it comes just because you get weary. It's not always the same reason. You just get tired. You go, you know what, I, I, I'm tired of fighting. I'm, hot, I'm tired of challenging. I'm, I'm tired of pushing. I'm just going to sit down. Um, you know, I was, I was reading a I'm fascinated by uh, endurance sports at the moment. I, do, I don't do full, full endurance sports, but I, I've been um, reading about and, and looking at the, the vlogs and blogs and uh, some articles about a girl called Sarah Hammond. She's an ultra-athlete, cyclist, and uh, she recently won an event which was riding, I think it was from Adelaide to Uluru by push bike. Uh, it was like a nine or ten day non-stop, uh, self, uh, no, no help race. And there was over 100 people that started this race, men and women. She was the only one that finished. The only one that finished the race. So she won. And they asked her, what's one of the things that you learnt? Because I think she slept maybe a few hours in 10 days. Uh, and, and she said, you know, I wasn't the fastest one in the race. But I just said to myself, I've just got to keep going. And what she found was people would burn themselves out or they'd go out too hard or something would happen to them. Mental, mental challenges, fatigue, all these things that happen when you get tired, when you get weary, dealing with all of those. But she also said, I wasn't the fastest, but I just, I just kept going. I just, I would have a short break, maybe a micro sleep or a small sleep here, and then I'd get up again. She ended up overtaking all the guys because she just had less breaks. And most of the, I think, well, everybody ended up pulling out. Out of the hundred, she was the only one that finished it. I thought that is such an analogy about life. You just, sometimes you just get tempted to settle. She said, if, if I sat down and I slept for two hours, I wouldn't get back on the bike. You can't have that much of a break when you're doing an endurance, ultra uh, distance sport. And it's so true. Sometimes we get tempted to go, you know what, I'm just going to have a year out. I'm going to have a gap. Well, I'd love to have a gap year. <laughs> a gap year. Oh, imagine a gap year. But you know what? The reality is oftentimes you have a gap year, you don't go back. And we think that would be great. But I want to encourage you today as you think about 2017, oh, maybe I just want some time off. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have rest and you don't need uh, um, uh, to, to manage your energy and your time and all those things. 
But I want to encourage you to think, in 2017, what areas have I maybe settled and what areas do I need to step out of my comfortability, out of my stability in a, in a sense, and step out on the waters and begin to believe God? where I'm actually in, a, in the faith zone again. You know, as we follow Christ, oftentimes in the early days, we're stepping out in so many areas. God's challenging us. So many areas, you're walking on the water, you're believing God, everything's... And then often over a period of time, after a few years, you can get to the point where really you're just, you're just going by the motions again. You're just going through the routine. And I want to challenge you, if you're feeling like that at the moment, where, where are you walking on the water right now when it comes to your relationship with God? Where are you actually out in the faith zone where you need God to come through for you or you're not going to make it? Where you need God to, to carry you through or it's not going to happen? I want to encourage you in 2017 to, to think about and challenge yourself to step out in some area and believe God because that's where you find your relationship with God comes alive. That's where God is. He is out on the water. He is not in the boat. The boat is where all the comfortable people are sitting. Peter, if you know the story, stepped out of the boat, and it was when he stepped out of the boat that he went to Jesus on the water. So, Abraham is a type of the believer just as Abraham, God broke into Abraham's world and called him on this journey that we read about in the book of Genesis, incredible story, encourage you to read about it. Maybe that can be your goal in 2017, read about the life of Abraham in the book of Genesis. But uh, he, he called him out, he, he entered into Abraham's world. Abraham was not looking for God. God went looking for Abraham. And that's one of the first things you need to uh, understand about God, you did not go looking for God. Sometimes we think, oh, I was on this path, I was on this journey of discovery and I found God. You did not find God. The Bible makes it clear. We, God goes looking for us. If, if, if you found God, He came to you. You did not come to Him. And so God came into Abraham's world when He wasn't even looking for Him, encountered God, began to change Him and called Him on this journey. That's exactly the journey that God calls us on. He places before us a vision, a purpose, laden with promises throughout the Scriptures. Um, but it always involves breaking with the old and embracing the new. Everyone say, old, new. The only way we embrace the new is by letting go of the old. And so, on our journey... God places promises before us. And we always will face the temptation of settling short of them. Um, Philip Brooks, who was a famed Episcopalian pastor in the 19th century, he said this, Sad is that day for any person when they become satisfied with the life that they are living, the thoughts that they are thinking, and the deeds they are doing until they're ceases to be forever beating at the door of their soul a desire to do something larger which they seek and know they were meant and intended to do. God always breathes into us. That's why, as Andy said, that song about the breath of God being in us. God breathes into us His desires, His promises, His plans for our life. And as we're listening 
But here's the, here's the kicker, here's the challenge. They're always beyond our capability. They're always beyond our ability. Why would he do that? Why would he ask us, call us to do something, to change something, to build something that is beyond our ability? Because he wants us to rely upon him. He wants us to step out into a zone of faith where we say, yes, God, I will step out. Yes, God, I will do what you're asking us to do. So what are you going to attempt in 2017? As I said, next year, we're going to be praying over people's dreams, desires, things that they want to do, things they want to attempt. And the reality is everything you step out to do, everything you take on, everything you want to do, you're not always going to complete. You're not always going to succeed. Sometimes you're going to fail. You're going to fail at some stuff. Not starting something or, or realizing that you may fail this thing is no reason not to attempt it. You know, um, 2015, I felt stirred by God to set a goal to complete an MBA in 2016. Guess what? I failed. It's now 2017 and I'm still doing it. I'll probably finish it in April, which is still pretty good for a two-year course. Um, but... I wanted to finish in 2016. I didn't finish it in 2016. 2014, I set a goal to do a half Ironman, a 70.3, which is a two-kilometer swim, a 90-kilometer bike, and a 21-kilometer 20, run. I trained for it for 12 months. I got to the race. You know what? I failed. I didn't finish it. I got injured like a couple of weeks before in my calf. I got onto, I did the swim. I did the bike. I got onto the run. About 5Ks into the run, I couldn't, I couldn't go anymore, and I had to pull out. I hate pulling out of stuff particularly when you've trained for a year. But you know what the reality is? I started it. I was proud of myself for taking it on, for doing the training. I didn't complete it. I failed it. But that doesn't matter. If, if the only reason we don't do something because we're afraid we're going to fail at it, that's no reason not to start. You've got to take on some challenges. Believe God. Step out. Personal challenges. Different goals. Different. You know, in 2015, I was praying and I've been thinking about some goals for 2015 into 2014 and I thought you know what I haven't read the Bible through in a, probably 10 years or so from cover to cover and so in 2015 I set a goal where I'm gonna and I've told you all about that Bible app that gives you the daily readings so I'm gonna read through the Bible so in 2000 and, uh, 2015 I did that and now 2016 I did it again and I'm going through it again in 2017. So there's a goal I set. I actually succeeded at it. I actually completed it. Praise God. It's good to read the Bible when you're a pastor. <laughs> I set a goal in 2007. I'm going to read the Bible in 2017 just for a change. <laughs> no, it's not just for a pastor. It's good for everybody. And, and that can be a goal you set in 2017. I'm going to read the New Testament. I'm going to read a certain... You might not get through the whole Bible in a year, um, but to set some kind of goal, some kind of challenge in your spiritual world that draws you closer to God, draws you out of your comfort zone and the areas that you're familiar with and out into a place where you're being stretched. You're being stretched spiritually. You're being stretched physically. You might set some physical goals, some, some exercise goals, some challenge, weight challenge or whatever. Just, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start moving Towards that, um, I've been talking to Nicole. <laughs> she said, I can't wait till this MBA's finished. I said, me either, but I've got some other ideas I want to do when I finish it. <laughs> She's like, forget that. Anyway, I'm, uh, 
I'm sewing some so anyway I wanted to I wanted to do another half because I didn't finish that other half Iron Man I wanted to do another one but I, and when I'm running I keep injuring my leg so anyway I'm thinking I, I might do an ultra distance cycling race instead just throwing that out there <laughs> but um uh uh, Nick and I were actually talking when we were on holidays about, um, in, in September, I don't know, we were arguing about different stuff. She was complaining I hadn't done stuff around the house, you know. <laughs> so we thought, I said, right, let's go to a cafe, let's sit down, we're going to write a list of stuff that needs to be done. So um, immediate, uh, short-term, long-term goals. Oh, we got it up there. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that was some of them. The funny thing was, 99% of the things on the list were things I needed to do. <laughs> Anyone ever found that? Nick's list has all the things I need to do on it. Anyway, so that was just some of the immediate things. So we did that in September and then, anyway, in the holidays. You know, speaking of the guys out there, if anyone's married, you know, sometimes you just get the feeling something's wrong. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes we're a bit slow. You're like, there's just something not right here. I don't know what it is. What's wrong? Nothing. Oh, okay, nothing's wrong then. <laughs> First mistake. <laughs> anyway, I'm going, oh, what's, anyway, so it came up that, you know, we were on holidays and I wasn't doing enough around the house on our list. So I said, okay. Anyway, so um, I started doing stuff on the list, didn't I? Yesterday. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> that's the, uh, anyway, we had some short term. And I've, anyway, you can't see it up. Oh, wow, Justine, you put them all up there. That was the short term. So what did I do? Oh, that's the long term goals. So Paint the wood along the... So I said to Nick, okay, what colour do you want it painted? You go get the paint, I'll paint it. So I, that way, the ball's in her court with that one. <laughs> so that may not even happen. Uh, what did I, I started painting the lattice. We got the shower screen. Anyway, started going through all the lists. So um, how do I even get onto that? Two th setting goals, having plans, working together... Um, and look, we're not the we're not the best at this. Uh, communication is probably not our strongest suit, um, which is why we needed to sit down and go right. Let's get all this down in paper. Um, she made me sign at the bottom of it as well. No, no, <laughs> no, she did. <laughs> but um, I, being the start of the year. And I want to encourage you, to, and oftentimes I'll, I do like to set just, just some personal goals, some things I want to do in different areas of my life, and I want to encourage you to do that as well. The most important area, and the area that can slip off our radar, is our spiritual life. You know, work always is in our face, often family, um, relationship stuff is always there, demanding our attention. But oftentimes, see, God doesn't come in and start demanding our attention, demanding that we read the Bible, demanding that we spend some time in prayer, demanding that we set some spiritual goals. But I want to encourage you this week, as we come into this dream anointing service, to think about, to pray about 2017 
an area that you can stretch yourself. It may be running a connect group. It may be um, getting involved in some ministry in the church. It may be doing something else or committing to something. Um, it may be um, sharing your faith. You might set a goal. I'm going to share my faith twice in 2017 or I'm going to share my faith with someone at work or just, just an area that, and for some people that's extremely challenging to think, well, I need to say, let someone know I'm a Christian, maybe invite them to church or, or tell them my story about how I met God. These are all great challenges and good things to set ourselves to step out of our comfort zone and into an area where we're actually encountering God because <clears throat> that's where He is. And for many Christians that I talk to, Christianity and church, it's just become blah. It's just, I uh, turn up on Sunday, I go for an hour and a half, I go home and I don't forget, uh, you know, I don't even think about it for the rest of the week. So I want to encourage, that's not the kind of relationship that God had in, in, plan, uh, had in mind when he sent Jesus. It was about a dynamic, powerful, intimate relationship where he fills us with his spirit and sets us up to achieve incredible things through his power and ability. Now that doesn't mean necessarily, you know, ultra-distance cycling or anything like that, but where we're able to forgive people that have done stuff and we never thought that we can forgive. We're able to step out and be confident in areas where we've always been shy and reserved and share our faith. God comes in and begins to change our world. And if your world's not changing right now, it's because you've settled in Haran. You have settled in Haran. Let me just put it out there right now. If you're not uncomfortable in areas, if you're not stretching in areas when it comes to pressing towards what God's got for us, it may be to whatever it is in different areas. But I want to encourage you to unsettle and to move forward. The interesting thing about Abraham, and I'll, I'll finish with this, um, Abraham stayed in Haran until his father died. Oftentimes it takes the death of something for us to actually go, you know what, I'm not going to stay here any longer. I'm going to get up and I'm going to get moving. And that doesn't mean the death of a human or anything like that. But, but oftentimes uh, something will die that will cause us, it may be, it may be the, uh, the death of, of a dream. It may be the, the, the death of a hope or, or something dies. But you don't have to wait for something to die to get up and get moving. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. I believe 2017 is going to be the best year that our church has ever experienced. And I'm not just saying that. I honestly believe it. Um, in my prayer time, just, I just know that it's going to be an awesome year for us. That doesn't mean there's not going to be challenges. But I also believe it can be the best year that you've ever had. But that's only going to happen as we decide that we're going to step out. And we're going to take on a challenge. We're going to get out of the boat, walk on the water, believe God. And you will be amazed at what will happen in your life, in your relationship with God, and the things that God will do in your life when you're walking on the water. Let's close our eyes. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you that you love us too much to let us settle short of your great plan and purpose for our life. 
And I thank you that you're stirring us even now, even now challenging us to, to not, not get too comfortable, to not just settle with what we've got, settle for second best, settle for where we are without going, you know what, there's more. I can achieve more. God has more for me than what I have right now. I thank you, Jesus, for everybody here. Why don't we stand right now? And I'm, while every head's bowed, just stand up and close your eyes. But I want to I wanna give you an opportunity just to respond to God right now. If you're feeling stirred in your heart right now, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. This is just between you and God. Um, as I've preached this message and as we're coming to this dream anointing service, on the inside you're going, you know what, I want to... I want to see more happen in 2017. Maybe 16 was a great year. Maybe it was an average year. Maybe it was a bad year. <clears throat> but you're wanting more in 2017. You're wanting to see God moving more in your world. You want to see more of what he has for you coming to pass. You're feeling stirred, maybe challenged from this message. And you're saying to God, God, I want to, I want to move forward in 2017. I don't want to settle for where I am right now. If that's you, while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, between you and God right now, I just want you to put up your hand and say, yeah, that's me. If you're indicated a God to say, God, I, I'm here and I mean business. Just put it up high. It's, for you. it's between you and God. Thank you, Jesus. Hands all over the auditorium right now.